Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another fresh episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea in this day and age. It's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, an organization that has a team of leaders who are committed to helping leaders just like you to overcome your unique challenges that you are facing in leadership. Well, I woke up this morning with such immense gratitude for you all, the listener. A podcast is a ton of work, but when our organization gets to hear from listeners who are benefiting from this work, it makes us grateful that we can serve you in this way. So thanks for being a part of this podcast each and every week. We hope that it's adding value to you and helping you grow as a leader to be more resilient and healthy and effective in this unique season that we live in with so much changing each and every day. Well, in addition to this podcast, you may know by now that our organization, Kairos Partnerships, puts out viable daily leadership content, links and quotes, resources, tools, podcast episodes, newsletters. You can find some of this on our Kairos Partnerships Facebook and Instagram pages, but you can also subscribe to our newsletter, Five Things in Five Minutes. You can find those links and resources in the show notes of this podcast each and every week. But we're convinced that the number one way people grow in their leadership is by engaging in coaching. We seek to bring value to leaders all over the world, and we do that through coaching. And you can take a coaching test drive with no cost and no commitment to see if this would help you in your leadership. All you have to do is visit kairospartnerships.org slash coaching to schedule your free exploratory coaching call today. That's all we want to offer. And if it doesn't work for you, don't worry. But if you say, you know what, this is, yeah, this is going to add value to what we're doing. We can talk further with you about that. Well, you've heard me talk in the past about the importance of listening and how I myself need to grow and be a better listener. Well, I read a book uh, that was recommended to me a few years ago by a leader that I coach who's a director of uh, two camps in the Midwest. It's called You're Not Listening. What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy. I've referenced it before, and it's fantastic. You even just a couple of weeks ago heard me share about the story of the memoirs of American socialite Jenny Jerome. She's otherwise known as Lady Randolph Churchill, Winston Churchill's mother. And she described dining with the arch-rival British politicians, Benjamin Disraeli and William Gladstone. And she said this, when I left the dining room after visiting, after sitting next to Gladstone, I thought he was the cleverest, cleverest man in England. But when I sat next to Disraeli, I left feeling I was the cleverest woman in all of England. Now, Kate Murphy says in her book, as she recounts this story, no surprise that she, that, that uh, Jenny Jerome or Lady Randolph Churchill, no surprise she preferred Disraeli's company. And the two-time Tory prime minister was a brilliant orator, but, but he was also a keen listener, adept at steering conversations torn, toward whomever he was with, which is great. Now, Disraeli was master of what sociologist Charles Derber at Boston College calls support response. We're going to get back to that in a second, this idea of support response. Since the 1970s, she said, Derber has been interested in how people behave and compete for attention in social settings. By recording and transcribing more than 100 informal dinner conversations, he identified that there are two main responses. More common was the shift response, which directs attention away from the speaker and toward the respondent. 
less common and Disraeli's forte was the support response. Less common for sure, but it, what it does is it encourages elaboration from the speaker to help the respondent gain greater understanding of what they're trying to say. So here's some hypothetical examples. Let's say John says to Mary, uh, my dog got out last week and it took three days to find him. Mary responds, oh yeah, our dog is always digging under the fence so we can't let him out unless he's on a leash. That is a shift response away from what John is saying and more towards what Mary wants to say or communicate. Now think about the difference. That's a shift response. Here's a support response. John says, my dog got out last week and it took three days to find him. Mary's response, oh no, where did you finally find him? That's a support response. You see how that's supporting what John says. Here's another one. Sue says, I watched this really good documentary about turtles last night. And Bob says, ah, I'm not really big on documentaries. I'm more of an action film kind of guy. That's a shift response. It shifted away from what Sue was saying and more towards Bob's preferences. And Sue, here's a support response. Sue says, I watched this really good documentary about turtles last night. And Bob says, turtles, huh? How did you happen to see that? Are you into turtles? Support response. It is supporting what Sue has brought up in the conversation, not away from it. I remember reading this, and this was like a splinter in my brain of going, oh my gosh, this happens all the time in conversation. This happens a lot in my conversations with people. Ooh. This is what Kate Murphy says. She continues. She says, good listeners are all about the support response. Now, according to Derber, shift responses are symptomatic of what he calls conversational narcissism, which quashes any chance of connection. Shift responses are usually self-reverential statements, while support responses are more often others directed in their questions. But they have to be truly curious questions meant to elicit more information and not subtly impose your own opinion, like open questions like, what was your reaction? Not, didn't that make you mad? The goal is to understand the speaker's point of view, not to sway it. It's like you're handing, in a support response, it's like you're handing off a baton. It's allowing the speaker to go in whatever direction that they want to go. Now, this is so good. Just this simple mental model, this tool, this awareness that Derber gives us between shift response and support response. Now, notice in the conversations that you're a part of this week, just notice it. Notice it in not just other people's conversations, but in your conversations. How do you respond when you hear someone offer new information to you? Is it more to support what is being said and encourages people to share more, or does it shift more to you and what you're doing? The people in your life who you believe are the best listeners, whether you realized it or not up until this point of this podcast, they are support responders. When you see that happening in a conversation where you say something and that person is focused on you and supports you, thank them for it because that's showing you value and honor and respect. And when you notice yourself engaging in a shift response away from what someone has shared and more to what you want to talk about or your life or your focus, pause and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Tell me a little bit more about what you were talking about. 
of all the things that I read in this book, you're not listening, and there were lots of good things. This one simple mental model, this one awareness of the two types of listening responses was the most important thing that I found from this book. And I have been trying over the last several months to be more of a support responder than a shift responder. This one piece of awareness can, for you, leader, be the start of a change in us as listeners because the world needs more listeners, doesn't it? The way you build trust with people is by people walking away saying, this person is in my corner, this person supports me. So leaders, be the kind of listener that supports and doesn't shift. Well, thanks for being with me today. Don't forget to get plugged into the resources and tools that you can benefit daily by subscribing to 5 Things in 5 Minutes, following us on the Kairos Partnerships Instagram and Facebook page for daily actionable tools and resources. You can also sign up for our free coaching test drive to see if coaching is a good fit for you. You can find out more again in the episode's show notes. Well, this podcast is produced by the always humble, ever forward, good listening Joel Limbowen, founder of Onalim Productions, a company producing videos and podcasts for leaders around the country. Visit onalimproductions.com to learn more about all that Joel does. Leaders be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, leaders build trust. And one of the most important ways we do that is by truly listening well. And listening well means we avoid being conversational narcissists which means we give support responses and not shift responses. Listen well this week, friends. Have a great week.